everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Ann James from DrAnnJames.com, and I present to you the Freedom Battle Buddies of Color podcast. This podcast highlights and gives voice to the remarkable experiences and expertise of women of color who are currently serving or have served in any branch of the military. I believe that these inspirational stories of triumph and trial will help other women in the military and veteran communities successfully navigate their own freedom journey. You see, my definition of freedom is when you embrace the mindset of doing what you want, when you want, without ever worrying about money. Listen in as we chat it up about everything freedom. I'm talking about financial freedom, lifestyle freedom, and everything in between. Before we jump in, go ahead and hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss a future episode. So with that, let's get to it. Hi there, it's your host, Dr. Ann, and it's my pleasure to introduce today's guest, Aquita Evans. Following in her family members' footsteps, Aquita joined the Army and became a part of the Quartermaster Corps. Subsequently, as a means of furthering her military career, Aquita decided to volunteer to fill the coveted role of becoming a drill sergeant. In this role, she was responsible for training over 6,000 men and women while on the trail. Little did she know she would go on to make history by becoming the first female infantry senior drill sergeant in her battalion's history. Known for her continued selfless service, Aquita now serves as the vice president of Clarksville Alpha Theta Chapter at Kappa Epsilon Psi Military Sorority Incorporated. With that, let's get to it as I chatted up with my sorority sister, Aquita Evans. Welcome to the podcast, Aquita. How are you? I'm doing great. Blessed and highly favored. Yes, ma'am. I'm so glad we finally get to connect. I know our schedules have been not lining up. You are a busy woman, still serving. So I definitely understand. And thank you um, for your service, your continued service, I should say. And thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast. Yes, yes. I am happy to have you to have me and to be a part of it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, when I saw, and we're going to get into it more in a minute, but when I saw your stuff on Facebook about your, all the first, you know, in your life, and of course you are my Sora, you know, for yeah. you listeners out there, but we're going to get into that a little bit more. Thank you, sir. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit more lately, but I wanted to um, bring you on. So once again, thank you. So before we get into the unique experiences of a woman um, of color that is still serving, I always like to start off with this question for my guests because everybody has their own definition and I have my own definition, but I just like to hear everybody's definition. So when you hear the word freedom, what does that mean to you? Freedom means to me is the power and the right to act, speak, or think without any hindrance or restraint. Freedom, like I tell everybody, freedom ain't free. Somebody had to pay the ultimate sacrifice. You know, I tell the soldiers that when I was on a trail to drill site, I was like, hey, you know, freedom ain't free. For you to have the luxury to, you know, walk out the house and get in your car and cruise up and down your street and go to the mall and all of that. Some people don't have that luxury. Um, in other countries, but, you know, you have soldiers, airmen, Marines, Navy, Coast Guardmen that put their life on the line and gave their life so you could have those freedoms. So I think we all should be blessed to have the freedoms that we do have and just live everyday life without, you know, 
somebody be on other somebody's thumb and telling you what you can do, what you can't do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I say that all the time. I use it as a hashtag too. Freedom ain't free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you said, we take our everyday common day liberties for granted. Yeah. Right. Where in other parts of the country, you see what's going on in Russia, Ukraine, warring and stuff like that, fighting for that, fighting for that freedom. Yes. Right. And just the day to day things that we need to be thankful for because people are still fighting. People are still dying. People have died, like you mentioned, for the, the things that we still enjoy to this day. So you're absolutely right. Um, freedom ain't free. So with that, sis, out of all the things in the world, what made you decide to join the military? So I am one of eight children and I had two brothers. Two of my brothers went in the military. So I grew up with them being in the military and I, you know, you will see them when they come home to visit when they was on leave. You follow their career. I thought that was pretty cool to, I want to do that. I'm a girl, but I want to do that too. I want to serve my country. I want to give back. And also, I want to make my parents proud. My parents, um, my parents had my twin sister and I late. I have a twin sister. You got a twin. Um, it's two um, of y'all. Yes. <laughs> so my mom was like 43 when she had us. And my, my dad was 47. My parents, they didn't finish school. My dad had a 10th grade. He stopped at the 10th grade and my mom stopped at the 8th grade. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to let them know, like, hey, their sacrifices and their hard work didn't go in vain. And I want to make them proud, like, hey, look at your daughter. You know, she's out here grinding and doing the same thing what the boys was doing, you know, (laughs) what the boys was doing. (laughs) Yes. And my dad, you know, God rest his soul. He called me his little soldier girl. His little soldier girl. That's what he used to call me. And, um. When I was, uh, I can remember back, my basic training graduation, both of my parents was there, you know, just marching across the field. They were so proud. And yeah, it's just like, hey, if they can do it, I can do it, you know? <laughs> yes. Were your brothers, they were they in the army or what branch were they in? My um, brother was in the army. My oldest brother, he retired after 20 years. I think he made E7. And my Brother that's a couple years old, uh, younger than he is, he made command sergeant major. He stayed in for 28 years. And yes, he was, uh, both of them was my inspiration. <laughs> and it still gives me pointed to this day. This is what you need to do. You know, blah, 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 da, da, da. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, okay, all right, I, I put that in my two books. That is so awesome. I definitely can relate because I too followed in um, my brother's footsteps. By joining in the military, but we we both went Air Force. <laughs> um, my, our stepfather was Army, so I knew I wasn't going to do Army girl. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> he was going to the field and all that other type stuff and getting up doing PT. Uh-uh, I can't do all that. So, <laughs> so I followed in um, my brother's oldest brother's footstep um, as well and decided to um, join the Air Force. So do you see yourself making it a career just like your brothers, you know, 20 years, 28 years? How long do you see yourself still? Um, um, well, I'm already at 20 years. Okay. So I, I hit 21 years in June. So okay. I already made it a career. <laughs> made it a career. I'm just waiting on this next promotion 
it's common because people already call it, hey, Max Star Evans. I'm like, I'm not Max Star yet. So when they say that, yes. it's coming. It's That's coming. Right. So you got to claim it. We're going to speak it as if it already <laughs> was, right? I'm claiming it. Yeah. So, hey, whatever the Lord sees fit. And that's my answer, you know, okay. because like I was telling my supervisor today, I was like, hey, the army has changed since I've been in. Uh, I came in 2001. It has drastically changed. And leaders are not like it used to be. They're not like they used to be. And I was like, they're selfish. I'm just going to be honest. Some of these leaders are selfish. They're all about themselves. And you can't be like that because. I look at myself, hey, I was a private, I was a POC, I was a specialist, I was an E5. So I know how it is. And I've been in, in situations where, you know, oh, you, I'm not going to help you. You figure it out on your own. That's not the way to be because you grooming these soldiers to take your place once you leave. I was like, I'm not going to be here all the time. You're going to take my spot. So why I'm going to hold information from you. And not only that, sometimes you have, it's called, Somebody told me, like, you have, like, I don't have any children. I'm working on that, but I don't have any children. So I have, like, a nurturing, a very nurturing. So I can walk up to a soldier and I can sense immediately when something is not right or they upset or they sad or whatever. And as a defect, I'm a 92 golf. I'm a culinarian. Yay, 92, get down. Quartermaster soldier. (laughs) I was a dining facility manager at Fort Campbell. That was my last two station prior to me coming here to Fort Lee. And when I come in the building, I have all these soldiers under me. I think it's like almost like a hundred soldiers working on me every day. Wow. And I have to manage all these soldiers. Mind you, manage a, a huge account with food. And it was a lot. But me coming in, I had to check my emotions at the door all the time. Because sometimes you like, I don't. I'm not feeling this today, <laughs> you know? So I was like, hey, I can't walk in the building like this because they feed off of the leader. They feed off of me. Yeah. And I will yeah. go to every soldier on shift and ask them, good morning. How are you doing? How your day going? How's your morning going? How's the family? You know, and then when, when I'm speaking to them, that's when I'm like, I look at their mannerism, their body language, and they'd be like, I was like, what's wrong? Nothing, sorry, Evans. I was like, it's something wrong. Come on in the office. And then when I come in the office, it's a safe place. I'm like, hey, right now, even though you see Sergeant First Class, I'm not Sergeant First Class. I'm Miss Evans. So I'm just going to, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you like a 43, 44 year old woman. And we're going to talk about, we're going to, you know, you can just release here or we're going to find a solution and help you out in the situation. So emotional intelligence is very important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I definitely get it. Like you said, <laughs> the military has changed. Yes. Uh, similar to yourself. I came back in an OT. So I was prior enlisted and I got out for a year and I switched over and got commissioned. Mm-hmm. And then I came in an O2. But even from when I initially came in, it wasn't, you know, the military was a place of discipline. You know, you did what you were supposed to do. You didn't question orders. It wasn't really touchy feel nurturing, (laughs) you know, right? As you so eloquently put it. But as things have changed over the years, I do see that, yeah, it's just more, like you said, the emotional side. 
hey, what's yeah. going on? You know, uh, trying to find out how that personal connection, in a way, sort of speak, up to a point, right? Because we all know you got to cut it off at some. You yeah. you got to know how far you can take it, exactly. right? With that personal yeah. aspect of it, but. You know, that transactional, that's what, you know, in the past, it was more transactional. Do what I tell you to do and stuff like that, where now it's more, you know, servant leadership, you know, emotional, that type stuff. So I definitely um, get it. So with that, I wanted to ask you, and I know that you've had, you know, over your career, a career first, right? The first woman to do this, the first African-American woman um, to do that. So please share with the audience just some of your first throughout your career as a woman, as a woman of color, as you served in, in the Army. January 2016. Well, I'm going to be back up. 2015, I was here at Fort Lee. That was my first time I was here. I was an AIT instructor here. And I came out with orders to go to Korea. <laughs> and my father had just passed, like, I say about nine to ten months before that. And I was like, um, I am not in the right frame of mind to go to another country like that. I'm still going through the grieving process. I need to stay in the States where I'm close to some type of, or like my brothers, sisters, family, aunts or uncles. Mm-hmm. So I called HRC, the NCO development NCO, and I was like, what can I do <laughs> to stay in the United States and not go overseas right now? Because I said, I don't have enough with deployment being overseas. I have four combat tools. I was like, uh-huh. uh, no, I don't want to do this right now. What else can I, what is the other option? He's like, well, Sergeant Evans, drills aren't. He's like, yeah, drills aren't. He's like, as a 92 golf, that sets you apart from your peers. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I can do that. He's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. He said, you want to make sergeant first class, don't you? He said, you want to make mass sergeant, don't you? You want to make first sergeant, you want to make sergeant major, don't you? Hey, I'm like, you, don't yes, you? I do. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I went on, did it, put my packet in, and I hit send. Within an hour, I had a school date. To go to Fort Jackson to Drill Sergeant Academy. Yes, it was that quick. I mean, some people get, they come down on orders, so they kind of like volunteer. But I volunteered mm-hmm. to be a Drill Sergeant. I volunteered. So go to the Academy, finish the Drill Sergeant Academy. And that's when I found out, because, you know, most of the female Drill Sergeants either go to Fort Jackson or Linwood or Fort Seal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be right here at Fort Jackson. I'm going I'm to go to school here. This is where I'm going to be at on the trail. Mm-mm. He's like, you want to Fort Benning? I was like, Ooh. wait a minute. Time out. Flag on the play. Um, Fort Benning. I don't have no females there. He's like, there will be. I said, you mean to tell me that I'm going to Fort Benning? Combat arms. OSIT to be a drill sergeant. He's like, yes. You've been selected to go to Fort Benning. I was like, okay. Let me get my mind right. So, get my mind right. So, Originally, I was supposed to be an armored drill sergeant. So I was supposed to, because the basic, the BCTs or OSIT is split up into two. They have an armored and infantry. So I had already, you know, when I got there, I was already in correspondence with my senior drill sergeant. He was my sponsor. You know, I already knew what battalion and company I was going to. I was prepared to go there if I in process to meet everybody. So I go in process, you know, to do start your drill pay, drill sergeant pay and all of that. And the civilian was like, 
Just like, Evans, you know where you're going, right? I said, yeah, I'm going to Harmony Church. They're like, uh-uh, you being redirected. You want to say in here? I was like, hey, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Saying here, there's every tree. He was like, yep, this Jesus. I said, I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something. I was like, I don't know what your plan is for me, but Lord, I'm not going to question you, but whoo. So wow. got up, pull up myself up by the bootstraps. And one thing I did is while I was in processing, I went over to Sand Hill and I met with the battalion sergeant major first and to get a feel of what I'm going to get myself into. And I didn't know that was like the ultimate, like great thing to do. I was just trying to see what I'm going to get myself into, but he thought that was so professional. <laughs> And, mm. and I was just, just trying to see what I'm going to get myself into, how the daily operation is going to be, you know, just right. trying to get, just see how it's going to be um, yeah. from, before I start. So get there, you know, and I am processed. I get to my company. So when I get there, there's only five female drill science in the battalion. And we're all African-American. Three was in an alpha company next door. And it was myself and my body blood drill science, Gibbs. Yeah, Gibbs. We call it Gibbs. Gibbs. So it was only five of us in the battalion as the first female infantry drill sergeant. We was one of the first in our battalion. So we thinking, I was like, oh gosh, I'm training these males. How the dog going? Fight, you know, infantry. They on the front lines. I'm like, and it was just like when I my first day, they was just throwing all this stuff to me, all this striking. I was like, I am totally lost. When I said I was totally lost, I was totally lost. So then my first time calling me, I was like, hey, you know, we looked at your uh, ERB and your NSORs, you know, you, you're pretty stellar. I was like, Ooh. he was like, so with that being said, just aren't, we got drill on Welch leaving, because I'm going to put you in second platoon. He's leaving. He's a senior drill sergeant. He said, you're going to be the next senior. I was like, wait. <laughs> 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 Wait, oh, what? <laughs> What'd you wow. say, Bryce? He said, you going to be the same drill sergeant. I was like, um, because I had got an um, email from HRC that, hey, you've been selected to go senior leader, the senior leaders course. That was what you had to go to school to make E7. I was like, um, why am I getting this school date? I haven't made the E7 list yet. Mind you, the list didn't came, had came out yet. So mm-hmm. when I let my first iron know, he said, that's why you want to be a senior, because you got the school day. That means you on the list. I was like, I don't think I'm on the list. You know, sure enough, wow. I was on the list. I was on the list. So came back here, Fort Lee for school, SLC, went back. And I'm thinking, OK, when I get back, I'm going to get a left seat, right seat. So I can go, no, they just do it right in fire. The other senior drill sergeant, he had already started clearing. I was just like. You know, and then when everybody found out, like, I was the first female senior infantry drill sergeant in the battalion, I got it. There was not some, it was some very unhappy infantry drill sergeants, needless to say. So I was like, okay, I had to get in the mindset. I was like, okay, failure is not an option. Right. One, I'm a female. Two, I'm African-American because infantry is predominantly white males. They're predominantly mm-hmm. white. Three, I'm a 92 golf. So as a 92 golf, we are looked at as like the bottom of the barrel. The only thing y'all know how to do is just cook. 
Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know how to do nothing else. Y'all lazy and all of that. So I, and when people say, oh, female, they always got have, they, they think they always have something to prove. Yes, I have something to prove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have something to prove because I came in the door and y'all, uh, they already had the notion like, oh, she's going to fail. We're going to, and they try to sabotage me to make me fail on many occasions, mm-hmm. many occasions. But I like, I caught on too quick. I said, uh-uh, y'all think, uh-uh, I peep y'all game. You need help. Was I do the weeks and stuff? But you need help? Mm-mm, I got it. Mm-hmm. But needs to say, I met my husband while I was on the trail. Okay. That first day, we were supposed to be in the same platoon. He got moved to a different company that same day when I got there. And my husband is 11 Bravo. He's infantry. And when they try to throw these things at me, <laughs> or I, I don't understand how you, and he break it down to me because they would try to tell me and they put it in jargon or they mm-hmm. try to explain it in a way I didn't understand it was hard for me to catch on but he broke it down to me I come back I'm like they're like how she know all of this and then I started thriving I got in my groove started thriving and I was thinking I was like okay I'm gonna have females I'm gonna have females on I didn't get female trainees until like my last cycle. The whole entire time I was training males to be infantrymen, to be lethal on the battlefield, to close the last hundred yards on the battlefield as a woman. Yeah, that, yeah that's what I was going to ask you. I thought like a good friend of mine currently, he's stationed at um, Fort Benning. He's an infantry. But I was going to ask you back in the day, it was all men. There wasn't any women that was allowed in infantry, right? Mm-hmm. No, during that time where I was in drill sergeant school, or I'm sorry, at the United States Army Drill Sergeant Academy. Okay. <laughs> get it right, not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to get it right. Um, <laughs> it opened up combat MOSs to mm-hmm. women. Gotcha. And I didn't know that at the time. I did not know that until, you know, they're like, hey, you want to Fort Benning? <laughs> I can say right now that was like one of the best times of my career. I always was a leader that was stern, firm, but yet fair. I know when to turn it on. I know when to turn it off. And one thing I, as the leader, everybody know, all my socials, don't tolerate no disrespect. She will get you right. Yes, I will get you right. But yeah, yeah you got to know when to be firm and you got to know when to like, hey, let me soften up because you can't approach each soldier the same way. And I learned that on the trail. There were some funny things that happened on the trail. It's very comical. <laughs> these <Yeah>. trains. These, <laughs> I can only imagine. Then, you know, it was our cycles was 14 weeks long, 14 mm-hmm. weeks long. And mm-hmm. then you see when you pick them up day zero, you get them mm-hmm. on the bus. And then you get them off the bus. We used to do it. They don't do it no more. But back then, they do the shark attack where you yelling at them. You know, you, that's you what freak. I was going to ask you. Were you wanted yes. when you know when you hear drill sergeant? You know what I mean? There's just certain. I don't care what branch you in. It's just the hat. It, <laughs> the bus plant. Pick them up. Put them down. Pick them up. Put yeah. them down. They're yelling. Scared you're going to die. You know, back in the day, they can be up in your face cussing you out, calling your names. Yes, you can't do that now. Right. There's like a a fine line because you have to follow 
uh, what they have is trade out 350-6. And if you violate that, you be in the penalty box. We call mm. it penalty box where you can lose your head and your badge. But so um, you were in the shark kindler, gentler army. Well, <laughs> it was kindler, kindler and gentler, but Fort Bennett was a little bit harder mm-hmm. because you train these guys to fight. All they have is the work on their back and their weapon. You can't be soft. You couldn't be soft. I can't you imagine. You couldn't be soft. There's times when you had to be because, you know, some of them are like 17 years old, 18 years old, some of them are like 36, 37 years old just coming in for the first time. And they're not used to the culture they're coming into. So you have to get them mm-hmm. used to it. So you have to break them down and build them back up. Build them back up. Yeah, yes. so definitely, definitely. My friend, now that's what he talks about. Like infantry is a different breed. They're a breed of their own. Like yes. he, told, he was like our language. He calls yes. them something. If you're not infantry, he refers them as pogues or something. You yes. say, you know. I'm like, what? I got called that. Yeah, well, y'all pokes and this. And I'm like, what? And he was like, no, nah, infantry is a different, it's a different brotherhood. Group. You know, it's just, they're different. They consider themselves different from the rest of the army. You know, their standards and uh, stuff like that. I can't imagine you as a female training all these guys, just guys to kill. You know what I'm saying? The, the, that's yeah. just crazy. And- the funny part about it is we have our uh, arm week is three weeks. So then we teach mm-hmm. them how to shoot and um, overheard some male trainees talk about myself and my battle buddy. It was like, oh, they women. What can they teach me how to be an infantry soldier? They don't even know how to shoot. They ain't been in combat. I'm like, oh, I said, don't worry about it. That was my famous phrase. I said, don't worry about it. Wait till we get back to the CTA. So it was like nine drill sergeants that day on duty. So we, we showed them a little bit of love when we got back. They didn't do that no more. <laughs> they didn't do that no more. Wow, that is a great first. Let's think the history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like for the history books. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And my, my battalion sergeant major, he was like, he actually pinned me when I, uh, he pinned me when I made sergeant first class. Mm. And when he was making his speech, he was like, Sign first class Evans here because what quartermaster we do it, we do it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. We get promoted. So when I got promoted, you know, I had all my ASUs and I had my staff sergeant shoulder boys on when it's like attention to orders. They asked attention. I had my battle buddies and they took my shoulder boys off. The staff sergeant shoulder boards and put the sign first class on and then they put my jacket on. I button up. They, our infantry guys were like, well, I got to do that when I get my money. <laughs> and, you know, and he was saying, like, even though she's a quartermaster, I was like, she, he, he said, she's doing circles around y'all. She's a pioneer. Yes. And when he said are. that, I was like, wow, you are. That, that's that, that. I was like, wow. It's that freedom, right? It goes back <laughs> yeah. to your, in the very beginning. Like you said, those that came before us and paved the way, that's you. You paved the way. For these other now women drill sergeants, you know, um, that are training infantry men and women, but who girl? I, mm. and I mean, it's just one. one thing to see a woman as a drill sergeant, you know, because that's a top job, you know, top job. But to see a one African American woman, but 
in the career for infantry, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Type thing. That's and the only one, you know, that thing that's what really said it all is when you said the home of the and that's Benning is the home of the infantry. Yeah, it is. It right. Is. <laughs> so just to like you said, predominantly, not just predominantly male, predominantly white men. And my friend, he's African American. Your husband, you know, I'm not sure if he's African American. Yeah, he's African American. Okay. Okay. I didn't want to assume myself <laughs> on that. But my friend, he's like, he says the same thing, you know, and you know, it's predominantly they're very racist, but they yes. they can talk to each other like very vulgar. You know what I'm saying? That's what he says. He's like, we're just a different breed, but we understand each other. We're brothers, you know, and it's that mm-hmm. tightness, you know, as they, like you said, on that front line, those combat tours that they would lay down their life and let them, you know, yeah. each other type stuff. So, And don't get me wrong. One of them got out of pocket. One of them empty just started got out of pocket and he mm-hmm. tried me and he quickly mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a um, look here, bro. Uh-huh. This ain't Bruh. what you want. <laughs> And that's the thing they get, they'll try you until you, that's the thing. Let me, like you said, let me try her, see what she about. Yeah. And it it spread very quickly. Like don't mess with your side. That's she, she'll get you right. She's nice with it, but she can be nice with it. Okay. (laughs) Wow. That is so (laughs) encouraging. Wow. That is so very encouraging. So I wanted to also ask you, even though that you're still in, you know, a lot of my guests on the podcast, they're also veterans, those that have transitioned mm-hmm. out. And we, you know, talk about, you know, their transition experiences and stuff like that. Um, what piece of advice would you give someone that, um, like yourself, that is still serving? But I like to say that transition is inevitable. We're right. all going to have to transition. Well, mm-hmm. you, y'all already transitioned. Y'all going to have to transition <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at some point or another. So what piece of advice would you give someone that is still serving to help prepare them for that inevitable transition out of the military? So what I recommend is you got to take care of yourself. And like you mm-hmm. said, it is right. You're not going to be here all forever. You got to transition, you know, like, I don't know how the Air Force does it, but like school, go ahead and get your degree. The Army uh, gives us $4,500 towards a degree you Mm -hmm. can use for school, tuition Mm -hmm. assistance. Basically, get whatever and all you can out of the Army because they're going to get everything out of you before you you exit. Start saving, you know, start stacking your, 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 stacking your paper, make yourself marketable. Because you believe it or not, the positions that you hold while you in set you up for your career once you leave. And that's very important because I'm learning that now. So now here at Fort Lee, I'm in a new division called Futures Modernization Division. It's very, very new. A first again. <laughs> I'm in something a first again. So basically the are modernizing the food army food service with food trucks, kiosks, and we're modernizing the food service for the soldiers because a lot of times they don't get a chance to go to the defect because they supervise and know you gotta work through lunch and sometimes they don't get to eat and sometimes when they do get released, the defect is already closed. So we haven't we got these measures where that we can give them flexible eating. You know, they can go mm-hmm. to a kiosk and pick up a meal for lunch or dinner or breakfast for the next day. You don't have to worry about, hey, I'm going to get to the defect in time. So I'm doing marketing. I'm creating banners. So I was like, man, I'm making myself marketable now. So yes. I'm, I'm working on my degree at the same time right now. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. you just have to make yourself marketable. Take care of yourself because I'm not no spring chicken. <laughs> I'll be 45 <laughs> my birthday. And when I was trying to let you know earlier that I was the oldest drill sergeant on the trail at the time in my battalion. Mm-hmm. When I finished the academy, I was 38, fit to turn 39. When I came off the trail, I was 41. Wow. So you got to take care of yourself. I learned that. And you got to listen to your body as well. Because last year I had a mammogram and they found a tumor. I had it removed. I always go, 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 go. And you're mm-hmm. not in tune with your body. You just make sure you got to take yourself, take care of yourself. Because my uh, supervisor, he's a retired command sergeant major. And he gives me pearls of wisdom every day. He's awesome. He's like, sign Evans, take care of yourself. Take yeah. care of yourself. Take yeah. care of yourself. Do this, do that. Is what you need to do so you can be successful when you get out. Yeah. yeah. That's so very true. You know, in your military, that's you want the mission, the mission. You know what I'm saying? But the mission gonna go on whether it's with you or without you. Yes. So mm-hmm. in the military will break you down both mentally and physically if you let it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I definitely agree that you know to take care of yourself. And also, as you mentioned, you know. Get everything out of the military that you can. I say that all the time because it's going to get the most out of you that it can. Mm-hmm. So and I know that it's easier in certain career fields, you know, or MOSs, as you guys call it. But as my friends say, you know, it's easier for maybe someone in HR than someone in infantry. Right. 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 right? I, I heard that a lot. But I, and I get it. That's why I tell my friend. I'm like, yeah, but you got to do what you got to do. Mm hmm. You're going to be okay pushing up on 20, ain't got no degree, mm-hmm. nothing, anything can happen. So I definitely think that's some great advice that you provided there for those that are preparing for that inevitable um, transition. So with that, before we wrap up, you know, I definitely want to ask you about yes. our sorority, Capital yes. Apple One Side Military Sorority Incorporated. Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to ask you, how did you find out about it? Because I know when I was in the military, I didn't know anything about a military sorority. You know, I just knew, you know, AKAs and Deltas and stuff. I did not know anything about military sorority. It was only a couple of years ago that I heard, I saw it on Facebook. Um, there was a flyer, a recruitment flyer or something. And I'm like, what, what, what is this? You yeah. know, so I started Googling and it's all, yeah. there's different ones, you know, and stuff like that. But I was like, what is this? So how did you find out about, you know, the military sorority and why did you choose Keyside? <laughs> so I found out about the um, Cap Epsilon Society Military Sorority Incorporated, Key, um, when I was here the first time. So my body buddy was talking about, yeah, I'm going through the power process, you know, we got to get these boots and all that. I was like, what's up? Yeah. Do I? And like, yeah, uh, this back, what, 2015. And like, yeah, I can't really talk about it, but you right. know, once we get okay. through <laughs> what we're getting through, I'll let you know. So they got through it and they crossed. And like, this is the military sorority. This is what we do with women of service. It's mm-hmm. a sisterhood strictly for women in the military. And I think you would be a good fit for them. Like, I ain't got time for all that right now. Okay, you, know? you got enough. You got enough. So when I got to Fort Benning, I did my process while I was on the trail. I was You're online crazy. while I was on the trail. 
And my company commander was like, I never heard nothing like this before. Military authority. Because at that point in time, when it was time for me to cross, it fell on a weekend. On the weekend when I picked up my cycle, the first 72 hours is the most crucial point when you pick mm-hmm. up your cycle. He gave me the business like, you can't breathe until you get all of this stuff done. I had to get everything done that Friday. That I was supposed to get done first 72 hours. I had to get it all done before I left. Yeah. And I left, went to Atlanta, Cross, Fall 17, November 18, 2017. Came back. I'm the tray of my line. Oh, tray. you got that tray. Okay. Tray nation. And uh, my line name is Salt of Earth. That's my line I, name. I gleamed that. Yes, I love her. And it was the best decision I ever mm. made. Cause Wasn't it, it awesome? Like your sorrow and the sisterhood. You know, we may not agree sometimes, but it's the fact that you can agree to disagree, but you still got that love for your sorrow. I've been in key since 2017, and I am currently the vice president for. Watch for Alpha Theta VIPs and still, yes, even though I'm in Virginia, I'm still, <laughs> still holding it down. I'm not leaving y'all, Mm-mm, you know. So, and I love it. It's just like I love to do community service, I love assisting readily. And many of the sorrows don't, don't realize, but we'll, we'll walk on billboard. Walking billboard because sometimes uh, I have my stuff up in my office like oh I heard about that I want to join and I give them the information and like oh, I'm about to go online I was like okay I'm about to cut you off because I'm about to <laughs> why you I don't understand holler at me later <laughs> yeah holler at you later <laughs> yeah and then um I think like last week another E7 went my battle but she worked in a different department. And I was off that day, so I and I had my wine jacket on. It was the pink one, and all of that. I was all keyed out, and she was like, "I want to join! I want to join!" I was like, "Well, you about to go to officer, officer candidate school? You can't do that now." I was like, "Well, you right. finish school?" I was like, "Okay, fall would be the best time for you to do the process." And I gave yeah. her all the information, so you know, it's uh, just like promoting sisterhood. What I want to try to do, but I don't want to step on nobody's toes in chapters in this area, but mm-hmm. they need to reach out to these AIT trainees, the females, mm-hmm. and they have a mentorship program here for the females. I think I'm going to talk to the president here. I was like, they probably need to incorporate themselves into the mentorship program mm-hmm. and let them know because a lot of people, when they come to their first duty station, boy, they, ooh, they rough around edges. Yeah, they well, yeah, edges. yeah. Yeah, they, it can be. And they need a little mentoring, you know, oh, and I think the sorority will be a good fit for that. But yeah, yeah I definitely I agree. It. I definitely. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, I just, well, I crossed in 2020, but during COVID. So our crossing oh, yeah. was virtual. I think yeah. we were the second virtual line on that crossing. We didn't have that in-person crossing experience, mm-hmm. but everything else was you know, I would say it was just awesome. And like you said, just instantaneously, 17 uh, media sisters, you know, I'm that yeah. 16 on the line <laughs> <laughs> and on my left and on my right, you know, but just to have 
that immediate sisterhood, like no matter where I go, if I travel, I'm like, yo, I'm going to be here. Are there any, you know, sorrows in the areas, mm-hmm. you know, and that type stuff. It's just awesome. And, and like you said, yes, we don't have to agree, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We can be on the same line or be in the same um, chapter and not agree. But at the end of the day, the overall mission, and we know how to conduct ourselves as elite professionals that we are. So um, I definitely, I definitely understand that. So, but thank you so much for um, sharing your story. Oh my goodness, that drill sergeant, the first woman African-American senior drill infantry, I should say, um, drill sergeant is so awesome. And uh, I, Thank you for agreeing to be on the, on the podcast because, like I said, it's I just love it when you can take something off of social media because we met on Facebook, right? Because of key or yes. whatever. But I saw a post of something and I was like, I gotta reach out to her and get her on the podcast. And you was like, oh, <laughs> oh, yes. you know. So thank you so much for the support. It is definitely appreciated. You're so welcome. I'm glad to be here and, you know, just share little little parts of me. Yeah, yeah. it's not little. And, you know, the, like you said, you're a pioneer, girl. Yes. You have and don't let nobody, can't nobody take that from you, even if they try. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah even if they try, they can't. So thank you for that. And I just wish you continued um, success in your career. However, like you said, however long the Lord wants you to continue. Yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. You have a wonderful day. So there you have it, everybody. Thank you for listening to another remarkable episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave a review, and make sure you spread the word about the podcast to your battle buddies. To learn more, please jump over to www.drannjames.com. Thanks again for spending time with us and be sure to join in next time to the Freedom Battle Buddies of Color podcast.